0: I know he's out there, scared and alone. I know. I know he might never come back. Never think I don't know that, but I can't. I have to think about the good, Sam, because if I don't, I will drown in the bad. For Dean's sake, We can't do that. We can't do that.
1: of the week the creepy but necessary podcast that covers the tv show supernatural and just like the real world supernatural has seasons chris we started just a couple of years ago in the hunks of summer and then we moved to that cold winchester pain and now we're in the era of the careless hunks yes um is that a uh, is it was that what you call this winter I don't know what time it is, Chris. When did when did anything <laughs> happen? <laughs> when does anything happen? I don't I don't have any but idea. Yes, you
2: are now hearing the new
1: intro for this season that's true uh, i mean I, w- I presume not now like a minute ago you heard it yeah you've been it's, listening i don't to-
2: think it's still pl- jeremy <laughs> is it still playing can you hear it
1: actually the outro because the <laughs> the verses finish up and the outro goes on for a solid two and a half minutes so there could be some like real smooth saxophone and guitar action happening underneath i hope there right is now.
2: i hope for our sakes i hope there is
1: um i, I want to give a big shout out to our, our 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 partner in crime banshee beat um who has done the last five theme songs for us i think yeah um and every time we we approach him with a crazy project like hey can we make a a weird do you know a sax guy And he's like i got a sax guy and i'm like let's do he's careless, got let's, do careless I got one. <laughs> let's do careless whisper and he's like fuck yeah let's do careless whisper like no sweat gang no question just immediately jumps into it and gets it done uh yes I, it's just, I, and I, I am so happy with the finished product shout out to uh katie nerdy nerdy stein on our um discord also on twitter i think uh she you probably heard her voice before the when the discord got together i did the uh pod so far song for us yeah uh but she i i reached out and i was like hey do you want to do this and she's like what if i can't And i'm like you totally can uh and she just fucking killed it like we we did a lot of work going back and forth making sure stuff was right she was game for all of it I, I just so much appreciation for uh, her just killing the vocals on this thing and uh hell yeah and Chris you and I wrote a bunch of dumb jokes in the, in the thing and made made a bunch of sad comments and I, that, <laughs> our our weird <laughs> sad humor in Supernatural is, is very special to me I love it so much um, it's
2: something it's something that's yeah like uh I don't know where it came from but here it is
1: if you're if you're listening to this years in the future uh and you can go to our youtube we have made a video for this uh just go to youtube.com slash monster of the week podcast it's a playlist there for supernatural videos. There's actually one for um all of the songs uh not that, that's not yeah. true. We didn't do simple and clean and we didn't do the simple Boys and clean back guitar in town <laughs> I actually tried to do a simple and clean video at one point um I, I just couldn't make it the song's too fast it's, it's just goes, too late yeah it's just going so fast <laughs> maybe just one day take the,
2: just take the kingdom hearts intro and put simple and dean over it and okay
1: say. i can do that uh, that'd be easy um but thank you to those people thank you to there's a whole host of people on the discord that have helped out with uh lyrics and editing um you know judy Saskia Niz, dean suggles uh, I'll, if I'm missing you it's not because the no squad purpose. the squad the crew the gang the pocket friends have all been super helpful in every part of this process so thank you very much and if you want to hang out with that with those discord people with those pocket friends patreon.com slash monster of the week is the place to get access to that and a host of other things Chris, how are you doing? We're seven minutes into Yo this duh. podcast, I think.
2: We're, we're deep still... in it. Um and I'm doing all right. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad you've recovered. Last episode you were you were a little under the weather. Oh,
2: from when I from when I fell ill?
1: Yes. I'm glad you're feeling better. <laughs> I'm getting a little paranoid. I'm coming up on my second COVID shot, so I gotta I gotta I'm just a little worried, I'm, you know? I'm
2: worried that you might fall ill, Jeremy.
1: I don't want to fall ill because well, what I else would lie, we do? That's well, funny to me. <laughs> um do you remember anything that happened in season thirteen to kind of prepare us before we um, get into season fourteen? You know, I, I if you want, I could i could I could give you a road so
2: far. Would that be something you'd like or i would
1: I would love that, please, Chris. before okay, you great. take before you <laughs> take ill, please.
2: <laughs> okay, all right. i'd well, love I'd love to I'd love to, uh, I'd love to do that for you. so let me just let me just let you know that last time was supernatural. A.U. Michael began his invasion with the help of Lucifer. To the surprise of no one, Lucifer betrayed them all, stealing Jack's power in the process. After frying Michael, Lucifer flees with Jack to parts unknown. But when Sam hitches a ride along with them, Dean becomes desperate. Suddenly realizing that his happiness is slipping right through his fingers, Dean does the one thing we would never thought he'd do. Become a sword." With the help of Michael, Dean is able to track down Sam and Jack, and together they seemingly kill Lucifer once and for all. But their time for celebration is short, as Michael has now taken full control of Dean with plans to continue his quest for world domination, all while wearing a silly little cap.
1: I, uh, I had a whole, I forgot to do it, I had a whole alternate intro plan today where I was going to um, do Creepy But Necessary about Peaky Blinders instead of Supernatural ah, because yes, yes, you and I yes. have been having quite a bit of fun uh, comparing images of <laughs> Peaky Blinders <laughs> to this snazzy Michael uh, Dean outfit. Um, but yeah, we're, we're in season 14. Status quo has been changed. There's been some time passing. They never really tell us how much time has passed. Uh, we have I think
2: Sam says it's three weeks later mm-hmm. on in the episode.
1: Boy, that dude's face just just puffs out hair, huh? Goddamn, it really does.
2: It really does.
1: Uh, we are going to be covering season fourteen, episode one, "Stranger in a Strange Land," written by Andrew Dab, directed by Thomas J. Wright. This aired on October eleventh, twenty eighteen. All hands on deck. Sam enlist everyone's help in trying to track down Dean, who can literally be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I <hadn't> read this. <laughs> that's very funny to me it's true He literally good it could literally be anywhere <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile castiel may be in may be in over his head after meeting up with an unreliable source after being drained of his grace in season 13 jack is adjusting to life as a human learning new skills and figuring out how he fits into this world of hunters uh to be
2: fair even when castiel is fully capable and like more powerful than everyone in the room he's still always in over his head <laughs>
1: I am very confused as to what Castiel's power level is right now. Like, I know lots of people have reached out every time I say, like, "What doesn't he teleport? They're like, all of the angels fell. None of their wings work. Like, whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot they have broken wings. So that's okay. I get that. But, like, can he still, like, just put his hand on a demon head and make it go away? Like,
2: I don't know. That changes all the time.
1: It's been wild going back through to do clips for this video because uh, I see Castiel just being a badass this entire time up until the last couple of seasons where they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm driving a hoopty. My name is Castiel. Uh, He's basically the Eeyore of this gang is what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm sorry, everybody. I'm going to get a hate mail for that uh so
2: this road so far huh they must be running low on acdc songs because i don't know this one (laughs) does
1: it have to be acdc every time like i feel (laughs) like you could just it was metallica last season and i feel like that would be i I was hoping they would like i don't know unforgiven would be a pretty dope like it's pretty cliche but it'd be a pretty dope supernatural track um and we just got finished saying on the uh guest episode with our our good friend saskia by the way thanks saskia for coming on uh how much like the show makes us like acdc but that did not work here I did not like the song, uh, and then we start up with Sam, fully bearded, driving the Impala at night, turning off the ACDC radio, yeah, which I appreciate. Like, I fucking hate this song. Fucking hate Fuck this. You,
2: Dean, this is the only good thing about you being gone is I don't have to listen to the shit.
1: Random, uh, just random memories of Dean coming in, and he can't handle that right mm-hmm. now because he's busy. Uh, we switch over to uh, Jamil. Uh, who is getting up to do his morning prayers when michael dude, this guy
2: got like a whole intro i thought it was going to be important
1: no not at all i mean maybe right like i feel like this dude could easily come back like if he if he's making a crew he, he could come back uh which True. is k- kind of what i was thinking um michael shows up and is like hey yo uh you know i'm the enemy of your religion and the guy's like uh god he's like nope he's like gabriel nope dean winchester nope (laughs) it takes a long time for them to figure out that for this dude to figure out that it's michael (laughs) michael's like how do you even know this looks like dean winchester i don't understand how do you know that guy
2: yeah uh but uh no yeah he says hey uh fifth time's the charm i'm michael the archangel
1: i am michael what do you want So that's he's his like, big sorry, question what he has what been do you mean, what do i want, he's I want been, you to
2: leave my fucking house yeah,
1: why don't you let me finish my morning prayers uh yeah i haven't even had
2: breakfast yet
1: he uh instead he's been traveling the world asking religious leaders and all kinds of people what do you want uh Jamil pops out with uh peace and love and michael's like no nah, because if you wanted peace, you wouldn't leave your friends behind in Syria to die. And if you wanted love, you wouldn't have cheated on your wife with, like, Cheryl or whatever. He says some really, like, generic name that made me laugh. I can't yeah. remember what it was. Um, and then, to, like, tosses him around the room. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, he starts Michael starts saying that, you know, maybe you're not, <clears throat> maybe that's why he's here. Because he's lost and he doesn't really know what he's wa- want, what he wants. And maybe he's not worth saving. Um and he's asked that Jameel asked Michael, "What do you want? What do you want from me?" And Michael says, "What I've always wanted: a better world." And then we get our splash screen with a new logo featuring some some heavy mm. duty wing action. Yeah, how do you feel about Ma- wings? major
2: wingage? Major um, wingage. I don't know. These don't have an impression. They don't leave an impression on me anymore. Really, um, you're, you're done. I used to I used to be real real jazzed up every time we get a new one. It was mm-hmm. something special. You know, it mattered. Uh, now they you don't, know, you know, they don't hit like they used to.
1: Number fourteen, you're just kind of done with it. Do you feel? Uh, do you think uh, that's yeah. how people feel about our intros? <laughs> like, oh god, they Definitely. did another way That's, how,
2: the, that's <laughs> how people must feel about us. There's <laughs> people who were finding out, like, binged us in like a month or two. Yeah. Um, all I mean, they got to skip the outtakes, right? God they, bless you they, if you they do, gotta, because because yeah. you wouldn't like us if you stuck
1: around. <laughs> we're on. Just listen to us on four x speed, and that'll be a lot of fun. Um, So yeah, we start out at the bunker. Uh, Mary and the Apocalypse World folks have taken up...
2: we see this dude right away laying out bullets on the table or whatever he's got super long hair and i i actually after the scene i had to get up and turn my light off because there was a glare on the tv and i was like
0: uh sam
1: (laughs) you look really different (laughs) sam sam has has shrank uh because this dude was just a normal height uh yeah the 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 apocalypse world folks refugees have just taken up residence in the bunker and have turned it into like a full-time hunting uh, place which i think is going to be interesting to mm-hmm. see how they handle this long term because I feel like I like this kind of busyness now, but I don't know how many episodes. Like, I'm gonna want like some some, and we we get one on one time with all of our faves, right? It's yeah. just weird that like Maggie is there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude, Maggie's <laughs> getting
2: so much screen time. She's yeah. gonna die in like two episodes. I know, absolutely. Because yeah. They're building her up. Um, but yeah, I I like how busy it is. I like that it's this hub for it's it's a hunter network it's like bobby with all of his phones you know Mm -hmm. um this is that place now but you know that there's too many extras on set for this shit so they're not going to keep it up it's Um, too much it's
1: too much yeah
2: (laughs) something bad's gonna happen um but yeah i like that it's a base now It, it makes sense that it would be a base that people you know sam and dean have their assigned rooms right castiel has assigned room but uh hunters who they trust can come in they can crash for the night in a in a warm safe bed um there's always bacon there's always coffee there's a lot of sinks it's
1: just so, a sink in every room and it's just like a good place
2: <laughs> to like meet up with people the bunker boys again do we even need to say the, the bunker boys always come through
1: always come through for the for the, for their boys uh this is good i actually really kind of dig this like uh we got maggie on the side like digging a raw head tooth out of some rando hunker uh, hunker it, yeah, Ooh, that's, that's, where, that's what Gene Winchester is. Is a hunker. We got the
2: hunkers, dude. They're the hunks in the bunker. The hunkers. Oh, how have we not said this earlier?
1: Okay. I don't know how that portmanteau came to be, but we need to kill it immediately. uh <laughs> Yeah, he, she's digging raw head teeth out of this dude.
2: Okay, they got hellers, right? We're hunkers.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Um, all right I'm sorry. No, no, it's all good. I, I didn't realize you would like hunkers so much. I don't know why. I, did, I just kind of came out with fun it. with it. Um, Sam Winchester ke- comes comes in. Uh, He's been in Atlanta trying to track down Michael, but no luck. Uh, Mary says that Ketch is off in London uh, trying to find Michael, uh, also not having luck, and that Castiel is in Detroit, which made me think that Castiel would not be in this episode at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But instead- Whenever
2: he's in a different state, we don't see him.
1: Exactly, yeah. So I had no, I didn't, I actually knew ahead of time that he would be eventually, but like when she said that, I was like, did I look at the wrong episode for that? Yeah. Yeah. But she also says, like, hey, don't worry. Like, we'll find Dean eventually. And Sam, this is kind of our first sign that Sam is... Maybe a little depressed. Maybe just maybe Sam's
2: in uh, Sam's in sicko mode right now. <laughs> he's
1: absolutely in sicko mode. He's in X Games mode, Chris. He's just all yeah, bo- balls yeah. to the wall, drinking. Sam drinking is Red actually Bull.
2: he he's got the same energy that he had um, in the Trickster episode from season three, yeah. um, where he's lost without Dean for six months, and he just becomes this like machine, uh, and he's very much not healthy. In... Well, in this case, he's not as robotic as he was then Um, because you can see him fraying at the edges a little bit here, but he's hyper-focused on this.
1: Uh, Long-haired dude, uh, mini Sam Winchester, as we're going to call him, uh, comes over, he calls Sam Chief which i think is very (laughs) it's funny it's funny when dean's done
2: around suddenly sam's chief okay yeah
1: dean's been gone for three weeks and you guys got ranks like come on like (laughs) hunters have never had ranks before (laughs) if he's chief what's dean is dean is dean the big kahuna (laughs)
2: dean comes back and he says okay if he's chief then i'm captain i'm just it's a different i'm captain
1: (laughs) bobby's like i'm the fire marshal (laughs) why we're all just picking different titles maggie's like i'll be the tax assessor it's like why we don't even need one of those why maggie, <laughs> maggie why are you here we don't need a tax maggie, assessor didn't anymore die last episode <laughs> it's october it's six months away maggie drop it <laughs> yeah, maggie. <laughs> maggie get out of here
2: why were you filing taxes in the apocalypse world um, uh,
1: so weird yeah so
2: hey hey chief we got vamps on the highway what are we gonna do about this <laughs> and sam starts barking orders i love he's like are right, you do this you do that we're gonna track them we're gonna do this maggie hack into the traffic cams so she's like uh, uh
1: what? <laughs> i can't do that did you not hear me when i said tax assessor <laughs> chief hey chief, soup's up. <laughs> hey, hey chief uh you haven't really trained me on how to do that aspect of your job <laughs> um this also comes right after somebody has like come up and handed him some soup and he was yeah. about to go get some rest. <laughs> and he uh uh some egg drop soup and he uh mm-hmm. instead of eating he sits down at the laptop and starts hacking some cameras. Uh and of course Mary is like super worried and he just kind of brushes it off like no I'm good. And then he asks like, "Oh, by the Shut way, up, Mom, how's my room? How's how's Jack doing?" And we yeah. cut to uh alternate universe Bobby training Jack in boxing and just basically punching this dude to the ground. That's um
2: funny. he doesn't have his powers anymore. Um so he's going to learn how to box m m a is what I would have gone with personally i um,
1: I'll say this for jim beaver um he i don't and and this could be me maybe 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 this is not Jim's doing. maybe they specifically set out to do this. He is just enough different from our Bobby that I know that he's mm. not the new Bobby. Does that make any sense to you like I, yeah. I, I, there's something different about this Bobby this and i don't Bobby know what it isn't
2: is. as um he's not as broken, which is weird um it's like there was a there was a harder sharper edge i think to the old bobby um but also we knew him better and and he just had a a a real tight bond with everybody now he he oddly enough just seems lighter to me even though he lived in an apocalypse world um like he doesn't have as much of the baggage that he had before um he's a little bit like friendlier to everybody it seems like mm-hmm. and um he doesn't have quite the personal relationship with sam and dean yet although he does seem to have like a pretty good bond with jack because of the time they spent together
1: yeah i feel like that, that's something that is consistent in both universes is like his problem, his desire we don't, i mean we you know we don't know anything about his wife situation over there presumably that never happened because he was dating mary winchester and all that other stuff like so we don't know like what turned him into a hunter right so uh but it still mm-hmm. seems like he has like the desire to be this, this father figure for Jack, or at least to be his trainer. Um, And he's encouraging at the same time where he tells Jack, you know, Hey, believe me, I, I was never a fighter either. Like this stuff came very hard to me and it doesn't, like it, it's never going to get easier you just have to keep doing it and um there's this funny line where he says you know it's just like somebody told me one time it doesn't matter how hard you hit it matters how hard you can take a hit and keep going and jack asked mm-hmm. was that gandhi <laughs> and bobby's like yes yeah, sure that works let's just call it yeah. bobby yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Um, um i like it th- i like all of this so far by the way that this same. is this is exciting like this feels like a i honestly like would have if they could have done like six months later, and I would have been like, "All right, you know what I'm saying? Like, do yeah, it. Ti- do it. Yeah. Of course." Then they would have been tempted to put in the Vaseline camera again, and we need to keep that Vaseline camera back in season eight where it belongs.
2: True. And if and if if it was six months later, Sam would be just out of his fucking gourd. Like, true. If he, he he would have lost it. Like, this yeah. is three weeks in, and he's already crumbling. So, so also true. <laughs> or thriving, or thriving, depending on who you ask.
1: Uh, we go to. If you to, ask the guy
2: who called him Chief,
1: yeah, that, too, that he's t- gonna
2: say, "Oh, Sam, yo, Sam, Chief, you talking about Chief,
1: You know he's thriving, man." I, I want to talk about this just a little bit because they, I think they did a reasonably good job of like setting Sam up for this role in season thirteen. Mm -hmm. um and also like back to season 12 like when they raided the uh british men of letters compound and he gathered the hunters and made the inspiring speech and and then last season when he gave the inspiring speech to these people and like led them over to the promised land or whatever you want to call it uh i i really like i feel like he's good at this like i feel like he's yeah like this is what he needs to be doing all of the time. Like they should either let him be a wizard or let him be like middle manager between Dean, whatever the fuck Dean has got going and everybody else.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just, they need to find a role for him mm-hmm. instead of being um, we have Dean Winchester and we have lesser Dean Winchester. Um, they need to, they need to figure out and hopefully they will. Hopefully the season will be when they finally figure out Sam again. Um, but we cut over finally to Castiel uh he's hanging out at the shitty bar and we see this dude in a suit comes swagging in and i in my notes i wrote what now leave me alone supernatural what are you doing <laughs> um because whenever they, they just introduce some shithead like this and i it's always too much to deal with um but yeah, Cass is not thrilled to be around this guy either. That helped me a little bit, made me feel a little better. I wasn't alone in this.
1: Castiel is as done with this dude in four seconds as I was as done with this dude. Yes, like I, I, I saw this guy, um, and he calls it later prancing. Like he t- calls he d- he self describes it. What he's doing is prancing, and it feels a lot like that. Like he's kind of mosing up to the bar and ordering the regular and you know do you want anything darling he calls cast darling i think he calls sam darling and towards the end of this like it's just a real it's a real lay it on thick uh kind of and, and I, immediately i was like please don't let this be the new catch we're like he's gonna die oh or, or whatever that's um, what i was
2: so worried about yeah
1: but uh and they're gonna name him eventually so let's just go ahead and call him kip now because jesus yeah. christ it took forever to name this guy kip. it's really yeah, weird it's to deep, take notes in. <laughs> i just had to keep saying the demon <laughs>
2: Yeah, the demon, the shithead. Um anyway, so Cass finds out, well, Cass knows that uh this is a demon. It's revealed to us that this is a demon um and castiel has reached out to the demons in in hopes of of finding dean he's so desperate at this point to get any kind of answer that uh he's reached out to demons um it's funny because at this point the demons are like you don't know where dean winchester is like aren't you guys dating <laughs> like even demons know even they, demons ship it this
1: this um, look this this the, the line like i thought you were joined at the and the guy pauses and looks at castiel's dick and is like everything and i'm like all right guys (laughs) you gotta pick a side here come Um, on um and castiel is like threatening the dude he's like hey like you give me the information i want or i'll burn you to the fucking ground like i will i will end you immediately and of course this dude did not come to this meeting unprepared instead he came up with a with a whole group of demons who promptly jump up grab (laughs) castiel and just like embarrass this poor child they just (laughs)
2: dogpile the poor guy
1: (laughs) our sweet baby Cass. where's Cass? oh he's on the ground getting hammered by a bunch of demons underneath
2: that pile of fists and demons
1: i mean like i i I genuinely felt bad for his reputation after this because like he's forever the angel that got burnt that got beat down by like seven demons
2: they're not using powers at all they're just punching him and kicking him it's (laughs) mean as hell
1: yeah it's just kind of hard punches and again some
2: like awful schoolyard shit man
1: I, I i really question and i can't i'm I'm sorry i can't remember i just i don't know the lore um as much as i probably should for somebody who talks about it all the time but i don't know what castiel's powers are right now like mm-hmm. i know he can't teleport but can he he, he can't fight that's for sure <laughs> yeah he's lost all of his fighting can't t- skills can't take a goddamn punch <laughs> um he lost all of his all of his endurance his stamina's way low like the dude's just just lost yeah he's hurting and then we um, switch over to Sister Joe played by Danny Atlas. Back Ackles. at it again with Joe. Um she's set up shop in a church. Uh it must be really weird to go to a church and hand like a presumably like I don't it's like a a nun is what she's pos- posing a fake as. Healer? I don't know what she's supposed yeah. to be. Um but as she's coming out and like counting her cash on the way home, Michael shows up. Uh Michael she recognizes who he is almost immediately there's this cool shot it's like a blink if you miss it shot of uh like the full power of michael like with this blue light with the wings and everything super fucking cool um but he's he's there to ask her the same question what do you want um and she kind of brushes it off and like starts naming designer brands and clothing and he's like no that's not what you really want what you really want is love and a place and a family. It's very human of you and it's incredibly disappointing.
2: She's like, yeah, that's why I married you in real life. Yeah, that's
1: why, that's why we have a, like a weirdly blessed life together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I got out of character. Let's do that again. Um, Dean's voice, or I guess Jensen's voice while he's doing the Michael is a little bit gravelly, gravelier, gravelier mm-hmm. than I was expecting. And it, it's throwing me off big time
2: yeah it's um it's just different enough that i'm sort of like oh, whoa every time yeah um i will say that at least in this episode i expected to see a lot more michael um do we see him again after the scene i can't remember
1: we yes must. yeah we do at the very end
2: but we don't see yeah we don't so we don't see very much of michael throughout this and i think that that's the wise choice. Um, it yeah. makes us miss Dean because when we're seeing Jensen on the screen even though Jensen is acting as a different character and I believe it, I don't see Dean, I'm seeing I'm seeing Michael. Mm-hmm. But at the same time it's still Jensen Ackles. I'm still seeing I'm still seeing my beloved Jean whenever I see him <laughs> Your walk on the screen. You know I my mean? beloved um, so them kind of like keeping him off screen to the side a little bit I mean I assume that's not going to continue like that. Um, but it makes me miss Dean. It makes me A little bit more fearful of michael uh, and more stressed out for sam and everybody else because just like sam and Cass are missing dean like so are we because we're like literally not seeing him despite the fact that he is almost always the focal point of every episode of the show so the fact that he's barely in this it sticks out and it makes you miss him
0: yeah
1: um and i I, and i actually kind of like this 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 aspect of i guess this what we're seeing of Michael's strategy of like approaching these people, uh, he it very much like gives me uh, the temptation of Eve vibes of like, what do you want? Mm. Like I could mm-hmm. I could provide it for you if you're worthy enough, kind of situation. Um, and 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 Sister Joe fails at this. Um, she he very quickly realizes like maybe you're not worth actually saving. Um, which is yeah,
2: he says that she her answer is too human and, and yeah. she's disappointing to him.
1: And he also talks about uh how he can sense that there's other angels in this universe, but not many, uh, and maybe he wants to help with that, or maybe they aren't worth saving either. Um and this is probably some of the best villain work we've had in, in a little while. Like this is like, you know, if you're if you're I don't know if he's like trying to recruit, you know, Sister Joe so that he can like put a different angel in her body or something. Like I don't like anything hmm. is on the table at this point, but it like seems interesting. So
2: I um I I really expected her when he asked her what she wanted, I expected her to, to give an answer like power or something like that. Um, yeah. And cause I know that she, she played Lucifer a little bit. Right. Um, And I kind of expected her to pl- try to play Michael the same way. Um, And I think that if she had said she wanted power, he probably would have liked that answer a little bit more. Um, And I just sort of wanted to see the, 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 the married couple just like, be on a team together I guess. Um she's also she says.
1: She's also way seems a lot more wary uh of Michael than she ever did of Lucifer. Like when Lucifer yeah, shows true. up she she's like yeah I can see that you're kind of broken and I can deal with you but Michael at full power is probably a totally different proposition so like she's not even going to try. Um, there's also we we should just mention it cuz I feel like they wouldn't if it's not going to come up again. Uh he he mentions that she he knows all about her because that he's he can see her in Dean's memories so that's why we knew who she was to begin with um back over to the bunker where sam goes to check in on jack who is basically nonverbal, like using one syllable answers and sam is like hey i know this is hard without having your powers but you're going to get through this and then they are almost instantly interrupted by mary who who very like dreadfully says he's awake and um Hmm sam has to go and you know jack understands but you can kind of see like uh, sam really wanted to stay and finish this conversation
2: yeah he was he was having a major dad moment um he's got the beard now so he's like jack listen you're going to respect me as your father okay
1: (laughs) yeah if not if if not as your father then as your stepfather (laughs) and that's way worse
2: um
1: Jack, you, you've really been letting the weeds get out of control on the outside of the bunker. Can I? Can Come you, can on, I on sh- buddy. I
2: know you're going through a lot, but that llama ain't gonna. Push I know you don't itself, have archangel buddy.
1: power, but you gotta. You can still pull a fucking cord, my man. You gotta get out uh, there. Do you need some help with gas? Like I can get Bobby I, to help you, know, you with the gas. I did show you
2: how to run it, so I don't really know what the problem is. Do you buddy? remember
1: we talked about it. it's the turtle and the rabbit, right? When you're cutting a lot of thick grass, you put it on the on the turtle. Trying to go uh-huh. if you try to just do a little trim, you put it on the Jack. I know we talked about this, son. Alright. I know we talked about this.
2: <laughs> Jack's rolling over. Sam's <laughs> <Zed's> just <laughs> still talking. Um anyway, yeah, so Mary interrupts. He's awake. Sam has to go check in on this. Um he walks down the hall, he gets to the door, takes a big old, just like scared deep breath, and opens the door. And sure enough, it's Lucifer. Except it's not Lucifer, it's Nick the vessel god damn it
1: yeah i you know when when sam did the sigh i kind of was like no way not in the first episode like i was so happy when lucifer died last episode i was so excited about it and then for him to show up in the first episode of a new season is really distressing to me and it's you know it's michael pellegrino it's not playing lucifer but playing nick which has a, a totally different tone to it um but it's still the same face Right, like I'm, and I'm kind of done with this. The idea uh, that the Archangel Blade will kill the Archangel but not kill the host, just wounds them or something, seems like uh, you know we talked about this a lot in the outtakes. All right, so I I just I'm so frustrated by this. If you were an angel
2: and uh, or or a demon, either way, because I think they kind of work the same. Say you're a demon. I come up to you and I stab you in the arm Ah. with the demon knife. Mm-hmm. that's not gonna kill the demon or the no. angel right i
1: that's always just assumed, gonna hurt them yeah because otherwise they would have been doing this and saving all of those people instead of murdering them constantly right like that would be just the right thing a, to do
2: yeah it's gonna be a kill shot you gotta stab him in the heart or like in the neck like a serious mortal blow that would kill the human and whatever is inside of them that's what i always assumed so just like you know puncturing the ribs or whatever and getting up under there with the archangel blade was enough to kill lucifer but they pulled it out and they put a band-aid on nick and he was fine that shit don't
1: make sense and then like let's talk about nick for a little bit because you know the vessel was destroyed nick died crowley picked the vessel back up did a bunch of magic stuff like a bunch of magic technology to it and then did he go out of his way to like grab nick's soul from somewhere either heaven or hell and stuff it back in there you know what i'm saying and if so like crowley that's really rude (laughs) like you could just let that dude do whatever the fuck he wanted to and not have to like piggyback on lucifer in your own body like that has to suck even unless that was maybe his torture for hell right like i i don't know doesn't seem yeah. like nick the guy really deserves that kind of treatment though. like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you were tempted by yeah. you were tempted by lucifer like a lot of people have been tempted by lucifer like it doesn't seem like your fault um yeah. I, I, I this whole thing just it it it, it you know we, we we don't really engage in the fandom a whole lot but obviously we talk to the people that listen to the show we talk we see stuff on twitter uh it, it by all accounts this is just like somebody somewhere just really likes mark pellegrino and wanted him on the show um mm-hmm. i you know I, I, that's okay whatever like i'm just it just it just it, it makes me think it reminds me and I, I think i've said this before on the podcast it just reminds me that this is a serial drama and the important thing is having that episode out and getting those ratings so that we can sell advertising and it, it mm-hmm. takes away from whatever artistic value or whatever interesting characters or whatever you know interesting plot that happens in the show when i have to look at mark pellegrino in this like very hackneyed way that he came back
2: so yeah when they when they show us it doesn't matter how good the episode is when they show us that they don't give a shit about anything <laughs> that exactly it loses integrity
1: yeah exactly that's that's the word that's probably the best for this it just it sacrifices some integrity to have this guy back and like i'm curious like why like do, is he a ratings pool is the guy that you know tried to kill dexter in season three like is he the pool that you know what i'm saying like i i, I don't know I, I really don't
2: i can't wrap my head around it
1: what i do like is the uh is jared padalecki playing sam winchester having to confront the face of uh what they have built up in him is like one of his greatest fears of the face you know the, this face that represents so much evil and hardship and trauma and having to deal with it, that's just like a normal person now um, and yeah. and trying to and like you can see it in his face. And and Jared just plays this beautifully. And, you know, even Nick asks like, I can tell that, like, when you look at me, you see him. Right. And he's like, well, yeah, dude, yeah, you're real <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> like Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's mm, it is what it is. And then he doesn't remember anything about Michael's plan other than to say that he was going to do it right this time. And he doesn't remember anything about Dean. Um and when Sam leaves the room, he gets a phone call from Cass, but it's not Cass; it's Kip. Mm. And uh, Kip says, "Like, hey, come get your boy." So Sam goes to the the armor table, I guess, and starts packing up some weapons. And they're putting the crew together. Uh, yes, Bobby, Mary, Maggie. For some reason, like again, why are you yeah, bringing the tax? Maggie successor? rolls
2: deep. <laughs> Maggie rolls deep with the squad now.
1: Uh, and then Jack, uh, says, "Hey, I, I want to go." And mm-hmm. Sam does something that I thought surprised me and everybody in the room, which is like, "All right, go get your shit, let's go." And when yep. when Bobby tries to protest this, he's like, "Hey, look, we we'll watch, we'll look after him, but we, you know, he needs this. He needs, he needs to be- it. He needs it." Yeah. And
2: I and I feel like this is. This is Sam speaking from experience, right? We've seen so many flashback episodes of Sam stuck behind at the motel, and it drove him crazy. And then he ends up fucking drinking demon blood because he always had something to prove. He doesn't want Jack to go through that same shit. So he just says, yep, all right, let him prove himself. We'll obviously be watching his back um, behind the scenes. But, you know, I think this, this this is a cool, mature thing that they let Jack do, even though clearly he's not ready for it. It's still, I think it's important.
1: Well, and and it makes Jack happy, like the way that his face absolutely lights up when Sam says yes. And um, I I think that they they do a real subtle bit of validation here, too, because when Jack runs off uh, and after um, Sam kind of tells Bobby, like, we're just going to look after him. He needs it. Like the the camera cuts over to Mary and Mary is just like nodding at Sam like, you did good, kid. Like that was the appropriate Mm -hmm. thing to do, which Mm -hmm. I don't know, like as a as a kid, like a sandwichester growing up without a mom, and then all of a sudden having a mom again, like seeing a nod of validation for some adult-ass decisions that you're making that could impact people's lives and safety, has to feel pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> like that yeah. has to feel like 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 you did a real thing.
2: <clears throat> Definitely. Um. So, all right, we're we're locked and loaded. Back to Castiel. He wants to know, um, why they're using him as bait. Um and the I this was so confusing I kept writing he, 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 the demon. The I know, demon, I know. Kip. He wants something or he needs something from Sam Winchester, he says. Um and he goes on to tell us how Michael asked him what he wanted i don't even does he name drop michael he, he doesn't does he, he just, just says say that someone some, asked me?
1: somebody asked me the question and i feel like that's how they're going to figure out like yeah that's going to be the thing that they use to track him down. i actually
2: like that i i think they are going to do it like that i like mm-hmm. that um because it just shows that some of these characters are you know keeping things close and um i'm into that so we're obviously able to infer that it's michael um but he realizes when he was asked what he wanted he didn't know uh, and then he came to the second realization that what he wanted Was everything. Like all these shitty fucking demons. They always want everything. Um, Cut back over to uh, Sam and Mary. They're driving the Impala. Uh, they they have
1: to drive it together because they won't let the, either one of them drive it solo. So they're like one yeah. has the hand on the wheels, <laughs> the other one's operating the pedals, Sam obviously.
2: Dean was very clear if anything should happen to me, <laughs> read this.
1: Very <laughs> put, very precise instructions from Dean Winchester about the sixty-nine an envelope
2: on the hood of the Impala every time he stepped foot out of it. Absolutely. No matter the mission, he's going to McDonald's, he's going by the Bunker boys, he left an um, envelope on on the hood of the car just in case and sure enough after everything that happened sam gets back to the impala and he goes oh shit
1: oh fuck what is he gonna have me do now like in the very first thing is no ipods right he's like dean that's no not iPod. even a thing anymore nobody has an ipod yeah. right now it's 2018 <laughs> it doesn't exist dean uh, um, i've got a zoom but mary Mar-
2: <laughs> mary's telling uh sam hey everything's gonna be okay and he's like yo shut the fuck up <laughs> i'm tired of, i'm tired of your shit mary. he does kind of no, um,
1: he does kind of go on a little rant though he's because and he's not being i don't think mean or aggressive about it but he's like you know no. stop saying it's going to be fine we don't know michael could have killed him michael could have burned him out we don't know if he's dead or alive we don't know where he is we have no way to track him and mary doing the mom thing is like well i can tell you that i know i know that he's out there and he's scared and alone and man Dude, Mary Winchester's so good. Like, I I I like Mm -hmm. Mary Winchester a lot uh, since she's come back. Um, and just this this like deep down core of like he's out there and he's scared and alone. And then she says uh, the line that I will probably put at the beginning of the episode, which is, I have to think about the good Sam because if I don't think about the good, I'll drown in the bad. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's a very powerful line to come from Mary Winchester to Sam who has literally done that several times. Like he knows exactly what that is, right? Like he knows exactly what she's talking about. Um, And we don't get to see the end of that conversation because television instead we jump back to uh, Bobby and Jack and Maggie uh, with Bobby trying to reassure Jack of like, Hey, in the, in the apocalypse world, like you had my back, you saved me dozens of times. But now, like we're here and we've got your back, and we'll always have your back. Like everybody's really going out of their way to be like, "You're a good dude, Jack." I guess Jack and Winchester. The Does Jack have a last being name? Like I don't Jack.
2: Know, Jack, uh, Jack Steele. Um, <laughs> his name is Jack Steele. <laughs> yeah, because he just—that's what he picked for himself. Because no, it must be Jack Klein, right? He must have taken his mom's last <clears> name. Sure. Um, yeah. but he 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 thinks that castiel is his first and last like Cass is his first name steel is his last name <laughs> yeah
0: um, yeah
1: i am jack Cass T L. like that's my three names yeah. yeah um
2: so yeah there he is um maggie's like yo shout out to me in the back seat why am i here
1: <laughs> what up what up cuz <laughs> she thinks that her and jack are cousins now because jack got his dad to resurrect her from the dead very so.
2: yeah she's very confused um okay so they pull up to the spot yep sam gives mary his ex-girlfriend's demon killing knife um you think he's ever had to tell her about uh ruby
1: we i think we've talked about this before but like the download sesh when mary winchester comes back and (laughs) is it season 11 or whatever you know just the sitting down i've had a recent experience in my life where i've um like reconnected with a sibling and like mm-hmm. you definitely have like the download session of like because she's asking questions like what was mom like because she my mom passed away when she was so young she just doesn't know and like there's a lot of stuff about my mom that I could say but like not all of it needs to be there <laughs> you know what you I'm saying you don't need to tell
2: her about the time that she went to hell and yeah
1: like, yeah know, I don't uh, need to t- tell her about the time that my mom um was in a relationship with a demon and like sucked all of her blood out and said yes yeah because
2: the dean download you go you know what you know. Ten years ago, things were really crazy. I thought I was going to lose Sam. I made I made a deal with the demon. I sold my soul. I went to hell. You know it was bad. I went. They made me do crazy things in hell that I never would have thought. Um, and then the angels brought me back. And then we're thrust into this apocalypse thing. And then a few years later, you know, I tried to settle down, but things never worked out. Before I know it, I'm in purgatory. Like you know, she he could lay out all this shit. And then it's like, and Sam, <laughs> uh...
1: <laughs> I drank a nurse. <laughs> i drink a it'll, lot it'll, of people <laughs> uh, <laughs> i got ripped and had sex with a sex worker who tried to pay me for the I experience thanks mom uh, for listening to my stories
2: thanks, <laughs> uh, mary's like okay uh we're gonna end the download there i think
1: i think the the other question and i cannot remember if we talked about this or not but i feel like we have is like do they just hand her the the carver books right like do they just hand her the supernatural <laughs> series which documents like the whole thing since she died right
2: they just give her the highlight reel, man. They must yeah. just give her the highlight reel. Only the highs, none of the lows, until um, you know, Dean, Dean actually hit her with some lows in that one episode yeah. where he had to like wake her up from catch his mind control. Anyway, we're on a tangent. What are we doing here? They pull up to the spot. They're ready to unload. Sam has to go into the bar alone. Yeah. Um, and he knows and he's, he's he going to get searched. says to everybody,
1: so. you know what to do.
2: Yes, he knows he's going to be searched.
1: Uh, and he is he comes in uh the kip the demon is being real glad handy with him oh my god it's the famous scene winchester look at those shoulders you yeah, are my really Beyonce. yeah it's a it's a whole experience and this dude is so obnoxious and i think very specifically right like i'm not saying mm-hmm. that this is bad i think that this is what they wanted this character to be no but um, i
2: but i think he's kind of, he's being toxic
1: <laughs> sam asks uh, yeah. sam i'm just gonna move right past that uh-huh. <laughs> sam asks that ignores all of this um and i i love this like vibe that sam has through this so just like i am i have better shit to do than deal with Mm -hmm. the you fucking bottom sucking scum of the earth uh he looks past kip and is like hey you know castiel you okay and castiel's like i'm more embarrassed than hurt yeah um (laughs) <laughs> it's a very funny line. Again. Forecast. Yeah, um, like Barry's gonna get this one on the download. Everybody's gonna know that castiel uh-huh. was the angel that got jumped by seven <laughs> demons. <laughs> he
2: got whooped. Um he got dog paled by a bunch of demons. Um No, I, I love this. Sam walks in, Stone Cold, just turns, the ignores Kip and all of his bluster just and just asks castiel if he's okay. Um it just shows, you know, he's focused here. Um and of course, then Kip is suddenly like, "Well, you were supposed to come alone." Uh, and then they pull in Jack and Maggie. They were sneaking in the back, and now they've been caught. Um, I, you, know, we. This is all part of the deal, if you ask me. Oh yeah. A um,
1: uh, little concerned because it was Jack and Maggie, but um, mm-hmm. you have two pros like Mary and Bobby out there. I'm Tweedle
2: not Tweedledee and Tweedledum over here.
1: Hey chief, soup's on. Hey chief, come get some soup, chief. <laughs> chief, you need your nutrients, chief. I can see it. I can see your bones, Chief. That's that's the guy back
2: <laughs> at the bunker right now. Right now. And he comes back into the main room where all, like the you know, they were arming up and he's got like six bowls of soup under his arms and stuff. He's like, hey Chief hey. Chief, Chief,
1: you can't Uh, be killing demons on an empty stomach out here, Chief. Come on, what you doing, Chief? (laughs) Chief, Chief, I put the special sauce on the meat, Chief. What you doing? Ah, More soup for the bunker boys, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) At least those boys aren't going to waste. (laughs) At least those boys appreciate my cooking. Um, Kip wants to do a deal uh sam looks incredibly pissed about this i, I love jared padalecki i love this whole look like like 10 out Dude, of 10 fit right now um, i love it love it kip says hey there's not a king there's not a uh king in hell right now and like sam literally rolls his eyes like why i think he even says why are you telling me that? i don't care <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's so done with this i love it so much yeah um and he wants what kip says what kip calls crowley's deal he wants uh he'll feed information to the winchesters he'll help out on a couple of things as long as they turn a blind eye to uh the goings and the doings of demons and sam rightfully is like hey yo there was there was never any deal and he's like oh well we're breaking new ground like he's like dude you're not absolutely not like you you got some good lines
2: but you know that you're no crowley and so does everybody else here sam just starts like like excuse my language jeremy sam just starts big dick swinging all over this goddamn place he looks around at all these demons and he's like all of you know that this guy is chicken shit um and he's not flinching from any of this whatsoever and the demons are afraid of him absolutely finally what's the guy going to do to get some respect around here you gotta lose his brother apparently because now he's suddenly ready to uh i i love you you know you know i love how badass sam is oh this is so great and the um, best is yet to come in this episode dude i love it so best is yet to come um I just wish that he hadn't been unconscious for 90% of the fights for the last three seasons, (laughs) because it just doesn't feel as earned at this point. You know, if he was rolling up season seven acting like this, I'd be like, oh, yeah, Sammy, let's get it, bro. Um, But he's he's suffered massive, massive brain trauma. Um, So I'm just going to assume before Lucifer came and snatched it, Jack used his powers to heal Sam
1: sure yeah
2: all that all that brain damage gone gone he's good he's he's ready to go there's
1: old wounds there's bad knees like they're that's those all bad all, knees
2: forget yeah. about
1: them. he's been rehymenated as dean winchester would call it yes. um uh kip is very angry because uh, yeah. uh he, he's he's like you know i don't this is not what i want to do and like this is the prance line which i found very weird but he says you know i used to ride with genghis khan and we burned half of the world like i'm not afraid of you and sam has this moment where the camera's on him and he's looking at this dude like why like again like this is a fucking like a bug on the end of my shoe that has ruined uh-huh. my shoe and he just says no and the guy's yep. like, but look, I, I know things. I can help you. And, and Sam says, Oh, I know things too. And the guy looks at him kind of strangely <laughs> is like, like. And then in burst Mary and Bobby. <laughs> and this action scene, Chris, I can tell that they're they are trying, right? Like this feels mm-hmm. like the the episode, this this feels like the crew has been like, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna turn loose. Uh, because we have some bunch of slow mo shots. At one point, a demon runs on a wall, like fucking like this is a martial arts movie. I don't know movie. what the fuck
2: is going on, but they're having fun with it. All the only thing, you know, my my big concern with supernatural now is gun safety. And Bobby kind of just opens up with that submachine gun, and I'm a little nervous. Yeah, um, but we got no no stray bullets. I guess he's control. He's a controlled shot. I think he's shooting from the hip, but he is a controlled yeah. shot nonetheless.
1: <laughs> um, and they start to so now it turns into a full on fight like I said slow-mo shots the whole nine Um, Jack and Maggie are hiding underneath the bar when uh, Bobby gets taken down he's getting he's getting punched a lot and Jack runs over and is like hey stop it And then literally squares up with the demon, like puts his fist up, like I gotta, <laughs> I gotta watch the left hook. Squares up with this dude, <laughs> dude's fucking hilarious. And of course, the, the demon just punches him once, and Jack goes down. <laughs> the demon's
2: like, "Oh, you want hands? Okay, <laughs>
1: we got hands." Um, Sam isn't doing very well against his fight with Kip. Uh, Mary gives Maggie an angel knife and is an attacked uh kip eventually gets the angel knife away from sam um and it looks like the demons are about to kind of win this uh when maggie comes out of nowhere uh knifes the demon on mary jack is knocked out completely cold like he's been he's been getting hit left and right sam is like kip's got sam pinned on a table and is just wearing this dude out like just punch after punch Mm -hmm. after punch but you know sam at this point in his life it takes a little bit more to knock him unconscious. He's built up like yeah. a, a immunity to it, right? Like there's a
2: thin there's a thin layer of uh, extra cartilage uh, around the inside 100%, of his skull. hundred percent, yeah. All the, yeah. the rocket around. Jack was when he fixed the brain trauma. He was like, you know, what, let's just let's just secure that thing in place. let
1: just it better. How about how about a layer of foam, Sammy? How does that let's feel? Just tighten the screws <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <and> just, <laughs> just make sure that nothing's gonna rattle around in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Let's just take that part out of your brain that makes you go unconscious yeah. every time you see knuckles coming at your face. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. Um, And Kip's undoing is that when he gets the knife away from Sam and he has Sam kind of dazed, he pauses to look at the demon knife and he's like, huh, nice. And then Sam is able to grab it and stab it in his chest. Um, yeah. And I love... Sayonara, th- Kip. I love this because I thought we were going to get what Supernatural has always done, which is like the cleanup. Like Sam's going to run over... Uh-huh do the stuff but instead he just stops and he yells out enough and then he makes this fucking speech that is like like just like with this gruff sam winchester voice like take no Mm. shit fuck all of you i'm out like i just love this and he says there is no new king of hell not today, not ever. And if anyone wants the job, they can come through me. And it's like, now what are you gonna do? And then every demon in the place just fucking leaves. Smokes out of the out of the vessel, into the air, going back to hell. See you later. We're scared of Sam Winchester. Best moment of the fucking episode for me, man.
2: Sam fans, we are eating well tonight. We we finally got Meats some. Back menu, finally- <laughs> Meats
1: back on
2: the menu, boys. Back on the menu, boys.
0: <laughs> I was
2: this is oh yeah this is this is good this is good shit this is my Sam getting to do something cool for once um no this this is this ruled and um i i absolutely am here for Sam staking this claim you know the demons are the ones who who called upon him for this whole king of hell business shit he now knows that he has value to them and he doesn't give a fuck he's over all of this shit he has much bigger fish to fry his brother is missing and, and and even if that wasn't part of it michael is still around and mark michael's a very dangerous archangel so um he's been contending with lucifer for the last season he does not have time for these petty demons. And I just, I love that they all smoke out. They're like, nope, I'm out of here. See
1: it. Yeah, I don't want to get killed today. um And then the camera cuts Nick over Sam, to Sam, the king of hell. <laughs> the camera cuts over to uh Maggie, the tax assessor, who was like, why did you guys bring me? You told me there was going to be a W 2 form in this bar. I don't know what to do with this.
2: <laughs> Maggie, no one said that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> where's the I 9, <laughs> Sammy? Where's it at? I need it. Oh, we Maggie, needed to Getting
2: up brought back from the dead. She's different. She's all out of sorts. She just she can never quite figure out what everyone's talking about. <laughs> uh
1: we cut back over to the bunker where uh Sam is on the phone with Ketch uh catch is looking for they named this thing i didn't bother writing it down because i don't care about
2: hyperbolic something or
1: yeah whatever the fuck um but it's the thing it's the grenade that they use to knock lucifer (laughs) out of
2: sam's quick delivery of uh yeah it's the weapon we use to get lucifer out of the president's (laughs) body like
1: oh sure (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely Uh dude we're watching the uh we just finished it last night but we've been watching the venture brothers Uh and i don't know if you've ever seen that show but like it starts out with a with a, a very basic premise. And then by season seven, like the lore is so very purposely like convoluted and interconnected. And like there there's a very brief scene at the end of it was like, oh yeah, such and such is so dad, and so's dad. <laughs> and then like and then the show just ends. And turned me was like, that was so much lore that I have no idea who they were talking about. <laughs> we need to watch the series again. And um
2: that show has been on it, it just ended a couple years ago, right?
1: yeah so they it because there was always there was huge breaks between seasons so yeah because that
2: was that show was on i remember the first time i watched that i was in sixth grade yeah at a sleepover and somebody put out adult swim and we were like we're losing our minds we thought it was the funniest shit ever and then i'm like i'm 30 and now the show just ended
1: yeah it's they i mean adult swims kind of said like and they left everything open right like cause so they they ended uh-huh. it at season seven and then like a year or two later we're like yeah we're not going to do this yeah. anymore um and then like there was news that like somebody was trying to like pick it up and do some other stuff like maybe netflix or hulu or something so i don't know what the fuck's going on
0: Ooh, um, no. it'd be
1: really just I'd, I'd really like for them to have one more season to to actually write a proper ending because this doesn't necessarily leave like things hanging but it's just like it's just a mid-season break it felt like you know, you know oh what yeah <clears throat> there's not even a cliffhanger to worry about it's not like twin Peaks season two right like there's not that uh-huh. <laughs> so um anyway supernatural yeah so uh Castiel walks up. Catches
2: had no luck finding this thing. That would be great if the the men of letters could step up and provide us this thing. We drop it at Michael's feet and suddenly we get Dean back. But no. No
1: Um, such luck. Castiel rolls up and is like, "Hey, I'm sorry I went to the demons." And Sam's He's like, "Still covered in blood. I don't and, know why that was so funny to me." Why has he not just washed his wash your face, Castiel? Yeah, wash your face. Dog. <laughs> dude, come on. There was a
2: bathroom at that bar. Yeah, there's
1: three you passed three sinks to get in here. <laughs> not counting the one outside that the bucker boys used to piss in, okay? There's plenty yeah. of sinks around here. Um Oh. but cassiel uh apologizes for going to the demons and Sam's like, No worries, buddy, if it meant finding Dean, like I would do it myself. Uh I, <laughs> would, like, I wish I thought of it first. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would work with anything and anyone. Uh we cut over to the kitchen where Mary and Bobby are having kind of like a post hunt beer and flirt. Are uh, they flirting? Are they flirting? I, I feel like uh, this is definitely a thing. Like I feel like they were going mm-hmm. to do this. Like it just like especially because Bobby had this previous relationship. Which
2: makes me That way they can kill them both and make us feel even worse.
1: Let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Is it ethical to date your alternate universe doppelhanger?
2: Um, to, to to date your own no no uh, let
1: me let me rephrase that to date your like your partner's alternate universe doppel. Okay, so
2: if I um,
1: so just j- just unfortunately passes away. I go,
2: uh, yeah, and I go to an alternate universe. <laughs> suggest- I mean, I mean, I guess that uh, is it ethical. I don't know. In a way, it's I guess you could say it's romantic as long as the person is fully aware of that because it's like if you fell in love in one reality and then in the next reality you fell in love again even if one of you had the past experience and the other one didn't i don't know i don't know it's It's either romantic or it's or it's creepy i don't know i I I guess i'll say romantic
1: with proper with proper consent and like a proper informed consent right like like hey this is this is gonna <laughs> i just met you <laughs> this, this is crazy,
2: is crazy. <laughs> um, but, but here's I've, a photo album
1: yeah of us of us from together. another universe yeah i just feel like that like but i don't know how you would get like i feel like if you went the informed consent route right like you would just scare the person off they would never want to have anything to do with you because you yeah yeah, yeah. like i if if, if if somebody came to me and if autumn was like hey I'm from a different universe, and we've been married um, 17 years tomorrow, Chris. That's our anniversary. Wow! Um, wow. Happy anniversary, thank you, ma'am. Like you know, we were married for however long, and now I'm here because he's gone, and I want to see what's up with you. I'd be like, this is too much information. Like I've got, and then you know, I, I would I would run away. Like I would be I would be too intimidated by this whole process. But if she didn't tell me and I fell in love with her and I found out later, I would be fucking mad as hell.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it's a little different because in the context that the, they're meeting, um, everything's fucked.
0: Uh, yeah, sure.
2: Like like alternate universe shit is already on the table. <laughs> so um, then to later meet the person that you used to do, de- you know, I don't know. I, this is too tricky for me.
1: Also, I mean, like we, we, we have prior precedent that like after a hunt mary likes to get down you know what i'm saying she yes. is she is aware and in control of her own sexuality is, she's like is the,
2: truth. Is are, the truth you were
1: you were an appropriate age and maturity level for me to get down with and you're not you're not smooth like a baby like my last relationship so bring it on <laughs> jesus
2: <laughs> so they're flirting <laughs> up i guess uh Cass goes to check on jack who's still bummed out because he just got you know he got the hands he got beat up um if anyone i think could understand what it's like to repeatedly lose their powers it's castiel because he's been through this shit um but castiel also tells jack and the audience that jack's grace should regenerate um and jack is feeling down he's like i'm i'm helpless i'm worthless i can't do anything i have nothing and castiel reminds him this is this is dean speaking through castiel really he says you know you have us you have your family um and we're not gonna abandon you um and we are going to find Dean. We're going to beat Michael because that's what we do.
1: Yeah. And we're going to do it together. Like, I feel like the emphasis mm-hmm. on we're going to win together is is really important. And I totally agree that this is like Castiel channeling Dean Winchester. Like, he, I feel like he has learned these this kind of attitude, this kind of optimism or just faith in himself or confidence, whatever you want to call it. Or like the faith in the the family unit that is the Winchesters. Too. I think I feel like he has learned that mostly from Dean and probably like from just being on Team Free Will at this point and seeing. Yeah. Like, if you just, you can get there. You can fucking do it. And I really hope, like, like that Castiel, like, do you remember all the stuff that he was doing in season 13 where, like, I'm just gonna kind of <laughs> I'm just going to take all of this knowledge out of Donatello's head. Now he's a vegetable or whatever. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't didn't... really know what they were trying to do with that
2: because I'm fine with, with Castiel, like kind of going dark, but they like, don't, they don't, like, don't do anything with it.
1: Yeah. And if there's like, if there's anything that going through all of this hardship has taught him, like I, I really want to see like, optimistic castiel like i want him to be a beacon for this whole family in a way um and i i don't know if they're doing that or not i have no idea i've i I was i think you've probably been spoiled on more things that happen to supernatural than i have at this point so Mm. um and then we have our last episode scene uh the stinger where we see michael talking to somebody it's a it's a woman sitting down um saying that they know. Oh, really ex-
2: quick before that, we get um we get Sam gets a call from Joe. Oh yeah. And yeah. she says, you know, hey, we have a problem. Um so now but Sam's got his link. Now he know he's in contact with somebody who has had contact with Michael. So there we go, setting that up perfect. Then we see Michael talking to this mystery person, um, asking them what they want, and then sort of getting a satisfactory answer for once. Um finding out like, you know, your answer was pure and simple because it's just hunger you hunger and then here's our here's our twist for for michael's whole thing is he's not talking to an angel a demon or or a human he's talking to a vampire which i don't know if that's going to be really really dumb because why does this archangel want to work with monsters it just seems like they would want to like eradicate this like demon spawn scum whatever the hell um but if they handle it right that's a fun twist
1: i'm um i'm kind of i'm kind of vague uh as i am on most supernatural lore uh but i'm kind of vague on exactly the series of events that landed the apocalypse world with the title apocalypse world so Mm -hmm. sam and dean weren't born because mary uh never got with john winchester and then the apocalypse happened um and then michael took over after the apocalypse and just started like Cause there were vampires running around. There were like crazy weird vampires running around over there too. Right. So Mm -hmm. is this just his normal play to find like creatures to hunt humanity and to cleanse humanity? Like, is this, is this maybe because he told, uh, Nick told Sam, like the only thing I remember him saying is like, I'm going to do it right this time. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious how like the approach will be different. Like if, and if the goals are the same, if the goal is to wipe Mm -hmm. the earth from, it would wipe humanity from the earth. like, I don't know. Like I th- I think I, I I feel like recruiting monsters to wipe out humanity, like like what are you doing? <laughs> you gotta see yeah. their bat it's demon blood, Tammy. You know it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like if and, you're partnering you know, with vampires, like what are you doing?
2: I guess I never logistically thought about how exactly their the apocalypse as we knew it in season five was going to destroy the world, other than just that the battle between Michael and Lucifer will destroy the world. Um How? they punch really hard and it just sends big mean shockwaves everywhere i don't know mm-hmm. um i mean it i kind of causes
1: the earth to erupt i don't know i would have assumed like we've seen the the fallout from creatures descending on earth um mm-hmm. and i think at the, at the scale of battle where you have lucifer versus michael in the field at their full power uh recruiting demons and angels and then like hunters versus monsters like i th- i feel like it would quote unquote destroy the earth the same way like a Mm -hmm. meteor strike destroyed the dinosaurs of like earth's gonna be fine right (laughs) like it's gonna be shitty for a while and then it's gonna probably be fine after that um that's how i always envisioned in my head but I, i really don't know same Cause it's not like Who the knows? apocalypse world of earth was like knocked off its axis or some weird crazy shit like no, that. It right? was just grayscale. Yeah. It was just, it just had a, a final cut pro 10 filter on top of it. It yeah. was easy. You can remove that anytime. Control Z baby. But, um,
2: <laughs> you know, interesting, uh, twist at the end here, I guess we'll see, we'll see what this is going to
1: pan out with. I, I will say that I'm. Cause I, for whatever reason, read this as a werewolf instead of a vampire. So that's, that's bad on me. Um, but I, I was also, I
2: only said vampire, you know, it is kind of hard. I, I think the teeth said vampire. Yeah, yeah. But the only reason I even say that wasn't because I'm, you, know, I, I'm, my lore is correct. Just because they mentioned vampires earlier in the episode and how they were tracking them, so that made me think that Michael was the one sure. like pulling the yeah, strings yeah. with them or something.
1: And the wiki, the wiki does confirm that's a vampire. So um, the wiki also confirms that it's Jack Klein, just from the previous question. Um, it's not
2: Jack Steele. Okay. It's not.
1: It's not Jack Steele. Uh, but I, I do seeing this like him recruiting like just plain old everyday monsters like i hope and i'm sure it's got to be more interesting than it is at first blush but i was like oh so you've been like traveling the world just looking for like a vampire, <laughs> <I'm> like <Yeah. laughs> this is. Why did you go to any of the holy oh. men and religious leaders? Like, what are you? you
2: okay,
1: can't, you're you're an archangel. How
2: disappointed <laughs> must he be to find out that the um, alpha vamp was killed two seasons ago?
1: Yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I just I, when I saw this, I was like, I, I wanted a better plan. We'll see what happens, but I wanted a better plan. So,
0: yeah,
1: we'll see what happens. Any any final thoughts for this episode? I feel like we've been going forever. Hey. Sam got to eat. I got to eat. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Sam actually did not eat in this episode. So just no, to... he actually he he refused the soup. Yeah, refused to eat the soup. He knew the soup was poisoned That's the season three. That's the mid-season cliffhanger twist. <sighs> Long hair boy has been poisoned. That's how they get rid of all of the it bunker was people. Me,
0: chief. <laughs>
1: it was always me. It's always been me, chief. <laughs> 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 calls himself the anti-chief. He has an AC tattooed on his forehead. It's very good. <laughs> uh thank you everybody for listening Uh, the
2: bunker boys will write about me chief
0: (laughs) (laughs) i am the anti-chief
1: i'm the anti-chief uh thank you everybody for listening it's very very much appreciated shout outs to banshee beat and katie for our amazing new theme song that i hope will be stuck in your head as much as has been stuck in mine for the last two weeks because Mm -hmm. (laughs) boy let me tell you this has been stuck in my head um <laughs> thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. If you're a member over there, we really appreciate it. If you're considering it, you do get access to our Discord server and some exclusive content. Uh we'd we'd love for you to check that out. We have a bunch of new designs up on our merch store. Just go to monster of the week.cool, click on the shirts button, and you can see uh it's not just shirts, it's stickers and coffee cups and all kinds of weird shit on there. So go check all of that stuff out. We'd appreciate it. Uh thank you for chatting with us on Twitter and facebook and tumblr and instagram we've been getting like a lot of weird social media presence we, we extremely appreciate that i try to reply to all of our emails that we get in if i've missed you check your spam folder or write a better email next time i'm not i'm not here to write to re- respond to shitty emails i'm just kidding it <laughs> Se- seemed really mean at the end i'm sorry i don't know what happened um <laughs> chris excited about season 14 yes or no
2: yeah i think so
1: We'll be back next week with an episode that is teased by the delicious Richard Spike Jr. Returns to Direct.
2: Oh, I was going to say, they definitely killed him. So,
1: um. <laughs> returns to Direct, Chris. Okay, got it. Bye, got every- it. Bye, everybody. Bye.
2: I did way too much yelling, and I ran out of water an hour ago. Oh no! And I'm why didn't you just pause? Why didn't you say let me go get some water? Or why didn't I just stop shouting? I
1: mean, yeah, either one of those things would have been the right thing to do at the time. Mm-hmm. Do you want to try for Thursday?
2: Yeah, we can do it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I got to. We're going on a little trip this weekend. Um, oh. But I should be done with all. Oh, of fire. The anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We rented a dope ass looking place so i hope it's cool for two days cool
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah. you post that in the discord forever ago yeah, yeah 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 that sounds cool hope you guys have a good time cool.
1: well i will yeah, talk to you my parents
2: just had their 40th anniversary what? so they went to florida
1: yeah 40 in florida anyway. man if we get to 40 don't yep. if you catch me going to florida at 40 just be like jeremy hey, come on there's you catch me in florida period <laughs>
2: That ain't me. It's
1: not you. (laughs) That ain't me. Chris has been possessed by a demon. He's alternate. He is Florida Chris. (laughs) Florida Chris. (laughs) I hate Florida Chris. Fucking flip flops all the time.
2: Oh, get him out of here. All right, Jeremy.
1: I'll catch you there, bud. Later, dude. Bye. Hello.
2: Hello. Hi. What the hell?
1: Sounds like you got a crazy day going on over there, my man.
2: Man. I don't even know. It just would not acknowledge it. It did this the other day, too. Like, right when I finished work, which is great. Um, it My internet disconnected. But I was like, okay, I don't care. I'm going to go make dinner. <laughs> so I turned off my laptop. Next time I went to use it, everything was fine. And it just did it now. It, um, I restarted it. Nothing changed. I ended up disconnecting the Wi-Fi and uh, turned it back on. And that worked. But I was doing a whole bit about Sal and Dave Winchester. <laughs>
1: Um <laughs> you, and, you I lost you at Sal. It went Sal and then you were gone.
2: <laughs> I think that's that's probably for the best. In the adventures of Sal and Dave, their car had broken down and they called their friend uh Cassandra, better known as Cass. Um because I watched Supernatural with the subtitles on today and I cannot get over the fact that they put two S's in Cass. It's, I know it's, it's like horrible that in the script too. I don't like it. That's it just doesn't make wrong. sense. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's in the script; it's wrong. It's not correct. Yeah, you know? the uh,
1: script is wrong. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I don't know what like, to tell you, people. Yeah. But the script is absolutely wrong. The script wrong. is
2: wrong. They get so much else wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't why was know. nobody consulting the Clue Masters for their supernatural lore?
1: And the thing is, like these these, I, 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 this may be main podcast material, but like I feel like that there is plenty of people on staff already who are probably saying these things, and that they just get like over overruled and a lot like yeah "Yeah, we don't actually care
0: about
2: that you gotta wonder if it's that nobody cares or if that people just go that's not the kind of show this is where we care about that stuff yeah we're gonna have fun with it we're gonna do our thing regardless um but i don't know when you're doing a podcast about it it starts to hurt think of the podcasters think of TV the podcasters writers. Writers, okay? people <laughs> if you know i know that you're supposed to like stay true to your art or whatever you know you don't want to just give in to the fans season 14 what art what art <laughs> right but you know think of the podcasters
1: think of the poor whenever poor i write
2: anything i think what is, what's a podcaster gonna say about this <laughs> what's, someday?
1: what's jeremy gonna say about this on the next podcast is what you think yeah. of yourself
2: so you know, aspiring uh, writers, artists out there, just, you know, think of the podcasters, okay?
1: I have a little bit of sympathy for people, let's just call them the Clue Masters of the world, who mm. probably mm. try really hard to make sure all that stuff is straight, but, like, at a certain point, whoever is in charge of the Clue Master has to be like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Like, we're trying to get this whole fucking yeah. thing filmed on schedule and in budget. So, like, we, we realize that you have this objection, but, you know, as as Nick Fury once said it was a stupid ass objection and I didn't listen to it um,
2: yeah. yeah you can only imagine how many times stuff like that comes up oh actually yeah. an Archangel blade uh, doesn't work any different than the other types of blades it would just kill both the Archangel and the, the vessel holding it um, and they said yeah but we already brought him back he's in the script so sorry no time for rewrites now we're, we're going for it
1: yeah we're done we, we we didn't care about that at the time we wrote it we definitely don't care about it now <laughs> Can you be- can you believe this shit <laughs>
2: uh my so i yeah i i knew i knew he'd be back i uh didn't i know i i was hoping that lucifer at least was gone but i knew mark would be back because my dad told me he was like yeah they're doing a whole
1: episode about (laughs) nick the vessel i was like what excuse me uh (laughs) i do I, i was gonna say i do have a little sympathy though because i have been um neck deep in a video project which if people listen to this today is probably already up on YouTube or we're about to premiere it on YouTube. We haven't really figured that out yet. Cause it's, the video is not done yet. Um, but my, my video editing guru, J- Judy like goes through and she'll do like a frame by frame analysis of the stuff. She spends an inordinate amount of time on it for just as a hobby. And I don't, I don't know why she does that. And I really, really appreciate it. She's super helpful and makes, makes all of these videos better. Um, but there are times when I like, I'll see a note and she's like, I, you know, you're you're one frame off here. Do you have any more room? And I'll I'll just look at it. And go. I don't care. <laughs> just I'm just yeah, gonna skip yeah, that part. Yeah. I don't care. It seems cool. <laughs> I know. I really appreciate the helpful hint, and I'm gonna listen to all your other feedback. But this particular one thing, don't care. Don't care. Just gonna just gonna move on sometimes, past it.
2: Sometimes it's all you can do,
1: Judy. If you're listening, that's not an insult to you at all. Thank you so much. That's not that's 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 on me, not you. Uh, you're you're the clue master in this, which is the better person. So
2: that's the issue up top that's a that's a us issue
1: yeah exactly that's a clue master problem not a that's a clue master problem good i am slipping and sliding
2: all over the goddamn place over here what's happening norm you know i've been standing right <laughs> do, you, do you have um, a wet booty <laughs> i got to go okay don't get me started on wet booties that's that's the punchline of the story um
1: <laughs> oh i'm sorry i've Let me been, I've been doing
2: podcasting standing and now i'm sitting down last week um i took ill as as you know, I took and I was unable to stand. <laughs> you, Today I'm just sitting down cuz it's already set up to sit down. But normally I would have a rug underneath my chair, but that rug is long gone. Um so I'm just fucking slipping aside all over the goddamn place in here.
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. Got a eat. lot
2: of core strength to stay in this chair, Jeremy.
1: Good. You need you need to exercise that core. You do. Gives you got to keep gi- the core strong. Gives you abs. I've been doing a a lot of crossword puzzles, and man, do they really like to talk about abs and core? I guess those are really common Mm. letters that all blend together. So there's a lot of different, you know what's what crunches will help you make or something and i'm like abs abs? <laughs> abs baby i feel like such a fucking old person but i will literally sit on the couch and just because i've got a new york Times crossword subscription for like a year and mm-hmm. i'm just like i'm gonna get mm-hmm. a fucking dollar out of this bad boy like if i paid 40 dollars for a fucking crossword yeah. app i'm gonna do every fucking crossword puzzle in this goddamn right
2: goddamn right i've been playing um you remember that game kingdom two crowns that we played like a year ago the side scroller. I think we were both playing
1: it on Switch. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The where you had to build, you had the different islands that you would go to, and you yeah, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, n- okay. I, I never like officially beat that game. So and I, I Shouldn't haven't really either.
2: been in, I haven't been in the mood for anything. Um, so I've just been playing that and listening to an audio book. Um, and I've been listening to The Way of Kings, Brandon Sanderson. I'm trying it again.
1: Hell um, yeah! Because I
2: tried twice to read it. I'm like 300 pages in, and I'm like, dude, I can't fucking do this. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, maybe if I can, I can listen to it while I'm playing a game. Um, and I'll I'll get through the part that I already read and then i can get through some of this like boring exposition stuff this this boring world building and maybe at a certain point it'll click and i'll be like okay now i'm into it because i can sit there and i can play a game while i listen to it that way i can get through the boring stuff because i just saw the new book came out and i'm like man people really like these they seem like they're a lot of fun and then i got to that same fucking part that i complained about before jeremy <laughs> where this the the one of the main characters comes in and She is supposed to be really funny and charming and all the other characters are laughing at what she's saying, but she's not funny. (laughs) and it's driving me nuts dude like this guy can't write jokes and that's not his job is whatever you know he's he's building a fantasy world if his jokes are bad that's fine but it it they just keep rubbing me the wrong way and he just introduced a new character whose name is wit his entire thing is that he's supposed to be witty and funny and, and it makes me want to claw my eyes out i'm like is this supposed to be a kid's book did i just what happened oh, what chris, happened to this
1: chris you said way of kings Yes. uh and i a hundred percent just heard wheel of time in my head like i just i was just, i thought <laughs> you were talking about wheel of time this entire time I'm like uh, i don't really remember uh, there being a funny but you said way of kings where that, of kings. that main character is just the least funniest yep. person on her i don't think i ever officially finished that like i think there was i finished a couple of books and like autumn was like oh yeah there's more books coming and i'm like too bad i'm never gonna yeah, read that they're
2: all a thousand pages long
1: yeah 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 it's and so god all of the rocks and the different types of rocks and and there's so many kinds of rocks everybody has a weird name and i know that's a fantasy trope but it seemed worse Mm -hmm. here for some reason i and and people rave about that book chris like people like that's his that's his opus that is the world that ties that's his dark tower it ties all of his other books together and I, i don't get it
2: we will see what the rest of this book brings i'm this this audiobook is like 40 hours long and i'm like 10 hours into it like i'm not that deep into it um i think i just just passed where i was in the actual book when i was reading it um but there are very few characters whose names i know or care about it's just constant 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 building um and I and I feel like if you're a fan of his, you're probably just like, you know, I trust you. I I'll take take me by the hand, lead me. Um but I haven't read any I haven't read what Missborn or whatever that's called. Um mm-hmm. I haven't read any of his stuff. So this is this is all new to me. And he's, you know, a very popular contemporary writer. And I'm trying to expand my horizons and not just, like, reread the same fucking authors and books all the time. Dude, the
1: the Mistborn, like, I would tell you to, like, go read the Mistborn trilogy. Like, you would actually probably dig that. I don't remember the main character trying to be funny, but, like, the magic system and everything in that is so much cooler than the Way of Kings, like, stuff. Mm. And the Way of Kings, like, it eventually gets there, where, like, people start, like, having cool powers and they start using them in interesting ways. But then, like it's just surrounded by so much bullshit. And Miss Mistborn is much more like it's, a, I think it's a much more um, standard formula for a fantasy novel where like, mm. here's a little girl who doesn't really know anything about the world and she gets pulled in because she's the chosen one and yeah. she has to learn about all this stuff. And there's side characters with weird powers and all that's like, it, it's a much more standard progression. So it's a lot easier going, but I, I'm a Brandon Sanderson fan and I just cannot get into mm. the way of Kings at all. Yeah. It's
2: a, uh, yeah. I'm hoping that by the end of this book, I will, have I'll be like, okay, I'm interested, let me read the second one um you know i and I struggled through back to Robert Jordan wheel of time. I struggled through both of those first two books, um but by the end of each book, I was like, okay, I'm into it like I like these characters there's just there's a lot those books are have a lot of stuff in them, and I get real sleepy when he starts you know talking about the town square for the third time um it's yeah. it's a little tough, but I actually do I have interest in what's going on there. I care because we start off. With characters. With people. Whereas Way of Kings, it's like 5,000 years ago. Here's... 11 names that you don't know yet and they each have a fancy sword and they all have their Dude, own special it is, names It's incomprehensible. and then it cuts to <laughs> it, cu- it cuts to 5,000 years later and then it's like here's a named character um, who is of a named race at this named palace and all of these things and it, it describes what in my head I guess is a cool action scene. He's doing some like Jedi magic shit and there's a big fight scene uh, and then it's like three years later and I'm like bitch you can't keep skipping forward. I'm lost. You've lost me in 5,000 years ago yeah uh and then it's a new character and, and then the next chapter was a new character and now at the point that i'm at i'm putting up i'm putting pieces together i'm not i'm not confused and being confused was never really the question it was being unattached that was my issue like i'm like i don't care <laughs> about what any of these people are doing and there's a lot of words telling me about what these people are doing um but it, it, if nothing else it's it's teaching me the kinds of things that are Important to me, uh when it comes to you know creating characters and, and story and all that I'm like okay i I would put the magic system on the back end. I like to keep that stuff mysterious, yeah, um, and I always think because it's me and because I'm just some lowly dude, I'm doing it wrong. Let me read how other people do it and see if they how do they do it and compare it, but no, reading this kind of gives me confidence like you know I actually prefer the way that I do it, even if I don't do it well, I have a style that I like. And this ain't it. But the thing is, <laughs> like, does...
1: all of those, like, rules of writing and everything. And, like, the thing, mm-hmm. I think this applies to just about any kind of creative endeavor. Like, if it's art or even podcasting or whatever it is. Like, all of those, like, rules that the the pros will tell you, like, you need to do X, Y, Z. None of those actually matter if you write something compelling that people want to read. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there are there are fifty thousand pay word like probably even more. There's probably like a five million word fanfic on AO three right now about Dean and Castiel that's better than any Brandon Sanderson book, right? Like right. and it probably doesn't follow a lot of the same rules and and of, of standard writing classes, or maybe it does. Who knows? Like it could be a fuck it could be Brandon Sanderson writing that shit. We don't know. Who knows? We don't know. Show don't us know. Brandon Sanderson's AO3 account. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> But yeah, all of that stuff, none of it matters if you're good or if you're just mm-hmm. compelling. Like, I'll, I'll read, I mean, fuck, I just read the, the last two Dresden novels, and I, I don't know that I could actually make an argument for those books being good, even though I've read 20-plus of them. I just I just like them.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. I just
1: think they're, they're, you know, they're relatively well put together. And, like, I don't know, I could overlook a lot of bullshit for, you know, fun magic stuff. Although, you know, yeah. it, it does suffer from the same problem of, like, sometimes harry dresden tries to be funny and he's he's not a funny guy but now <laughs> now it's gotten to the point because we've been with the character for so long that all of his friends call him on that so like that's that's better so
2: that's good yeah i so taking the, these lessons uh well for one i wrote a, an early scene of something i'm working on and people were having some light banter i was like oh it shows that they're, they're friendly with each other they're joking around but it's like you don't always just joke around with your friends sometimes you just fucking talk to them <laughs> so, and it's very casual but. Uh, so it's not always joking. So I was like, I'm not having anybody in this scene try to be funny because that that's fucking annoying. I'm going to deliver the information I need to deliver. The other thing is I hate fucking hate writing like exposition. Mm-hmm. I hate being like they lived in the town and this is the name of the town. And here are all the things like I and you're not supposed to really do that anyway. You show, don't tell. But sometimes it's just a lot easier to tell than to spend five scenes showing. Um, And sure. sometimes it's a lot easier to show than it is to tell um I wrote something recently and I I showed it to one of my buddies and he was like I can't really tell what's going on like you haven't I don't know what this guy looks like or what he his he's doing or whatever um which is not good you know obviously you want people to be able to figure out what's going on but at the same time I had like deliberately removed a lot of the descriptions of like I don't need to tell you what color this guy's eyes are or whatever, right? Like I don't want you to read this and just sort of be like, okay, he looks however I want him to look, um, and just roll with it. But finding the balance, especially as an amateur like me, finding the balance between showing and telling is very difficult sometimes. Because sure. if you don't show enough or if you don't tell enough, then it, he, people like my friend, who granted he doesn't read fantasy, this isn't his thing anyway. Um, but if, without telling just enough to get people, you know, grounded they're going to they're going to be lost and confused but at the same time i don't want to be you know listing off um you know a diagram of of all the things that make up this character and the world he lives in right off the bat
1: and it's you know i think that's the that's that's the trick in anything right is how to do the stuff that you hate or even the quote unquote boring stuff that people still need to know without it feeling like the boring stuff as you're doing it like right like we've seen that on so many tv shows where somebody would be like oh my god can you believe that archangel blades don't kill archangels mm-hmm. ha 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 like you know what i'm saying like that's you know yeah. a character saying exposition but like maybe in a, a clumsy way so i don't know man like it's 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 weird because I, I can bounce off books so easily i bounced off shadow and bone uh a long time ago mm. and uh watching the netflix series which i think you and i both like binged that first weekend or whatever um
2: yeah i have two episodes left okay but well, I, I, I'm yeah. glad I,
1: didn't. I i'm glad i didn't tell you about the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> um but th- that's what the bone that's what the bone stands, for? The bone stands for it's Dido bone uh but that's the you know that the, watching the series kind of got me interested and now like I'm, I'm i'm not deep into it but i started shadow and bone back up because i was just like oh well having the basis mm. of the tv show in my mind will probably get me through it because i had the same problem with that of just like oh there's a lot of like named characters and exposition happening and i don't Kind of don't care about any of it, but now it that... even
2: felt watching the show. I I rewatched episode one with Jess to see if she would like it, mm-hmm. um, and she didn't really because it's the same issue that I sort of had in that first episode. Is here's a lot of stuff, yeah. Here's a bunch of names, here's a bunch of magic, um, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> did, did I miss something? I don't think um,
1: I don't think Game of Thrones is the end all be all in storytelling, uh, either the TV show or the movie, uh, or excuse me, the TV show or the uh, books. But mm-hmm. I think about that first TV show episode of Game of Thrones and how it just very deftly like showed us the characters that we were going to be dealing with. And then like gave us a little cliffhanger at the end um, and then slowly over the course of season one just expanded out. But like it was it was really kind of hyper focused on just a few things, even though we got like mentions of other places and other characters like it was really really focused on winterfell it was really focused on the king's journey back to uh king's landing and then on king's landing like we didn't do a whole lot around and like Mm -hmm. it it drilled in on that and like having the ability to do that and then expand slowly outwards i think is really interesting and really cool uh which don't even get me started because i think i think i think george does brilliant world building and I, mm-hmm. I can't I just I, I can't talk about that without thinking about Elden Ring and getting weird. So
2: yeah, George is um he's an interesting. I, I mean, obviously, I think he's a really talented writer. Um, I'm a big fan of his. Um, I think he's so particular about the way that he writes and the way that he builds stuff. But that's how he ends up uh, having Daenerys do nothing for an entire book because yep. it's like his slow build with stuff that it's all very. I think it's all very deliberate. But it gets him into these like traps of now this is boring and nothing's going on and um
1: And I don't know how to write myself out of it. Like And I don't Yeah, exactly.
2: exactly. Because exactly. because he's um, not willing
1: to do the TV show thing, which is just, oh, we're we're not happy here anymore. Let's move. <laughs> like let's right. get the fuck out. Yeah. The T V show was just like later slaves that mm-hmm. we freed, you guys take care of yourself, see you later. And then just jet Yeah. Jetted. Um, yeah.
2: And if if the um, you know super fans online are to be believed, there is a lot of um, meaning in a lot of the stuff that he writes. Like he'll p- put in lines in like random places where that it won't come back up for like three books. And in my head, I'm like, he's either brilliant, which I, I would not put it past him. He's been writing for a long, long time. He's a huge fan of fantasy and sci-fi. He has um, you know, the wherewithal to know that. He's either brilliant or it's just all coincidence. People will take certain lines. And be like, he's only ever used this description three times in the entire series. And each time I think it means this. And it's like, yeah, maybe he is deliberately picking out this one strange uh, pattern of words to describe something because it's all going to build up to something later on. Or it's that he's just reused the same description while writing a few times and just forgot because it's been 30 years since the last time he used it.
1: Or, you know, (laughs) the thing that in my very limited experience in writing um, the thing that I feel like is the easiest thing to do is to put something in because it sounds cool. And then when you're writing stuff later, go back to that and pick up that hook that you left yourself Oh yeah, without having any of this and then like develop it later. Right. Like, you know, talk about the, the, the prints in the far seas or whatever. And then like in book four, you can be like, so far seas, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right cool like let me let me th- figure out what i'm gonna do about that and it all looks like you were a genius the entire time i think with him it's probably a mixture like that dude seems like he has the pepe silva fucking red yarn wall on his in his house mm-hmm. somewhere about game of thrones so
2: yeah it's a uh, i was able to do that a few times when i was writing my incomplete uh broken shit novel um I would just write a, like a random detail because I was like, this person seems like the type of person who should just be like saying more than they're saying right now. So let me let me add a couple of things. And then, you know, six months later, I was like, oh, fuck, I wrote this random sentence. Now I could use that as a plot point. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then sometimes it's the other way around. You write the random plot point later and you think, OK, I got to go back and I got to foreshadow this somewhere. I got to I got to seed this in. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes I'll come up with a description I'll, like that seems vague. And in my head, I know that's something. That's I, I don't want it to seem like something, but I think that's something. Uh, and maybe later on, if I can ever establish, if I get far enough, anybody ever reads this, they'll later go back and say, oh, I remember I, I saw that description there. and Now it all makes sense. Um, sometimes it's on purpose. Sometimes it's not. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I do I'm... know. I, I, I got a perfect example of I I wrote a bunch of exposition and I fucking hated it. But I was like, "Other, I just need to I just need to set the stage. I just I got to get it over with here here's a peculiar thing and I can't just not address it (laughs) because it's 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 too confusing why why is anybody talking about this why does anybody care let me just lay out a little bit of backstory and I did not I just didn't like the way that I did it um and then maybe five pages later um I had somebody ask about said thing and I was like, why did I not just fucking wait until this scene? (laughs) This person has (laughs) specifically asked about it. Uh and of course it's exposition, but for the purpose of like what I'm doing with this character, they need to know this information. And now I can just deliver it to them. (laughs) And now the the reader could get it as well. Boom, there you go. I feel like that's Um, where
1: editing really comes in, right? Like that's that's the time that a good editor will shine. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna reference Judy here who watches these videos, these supernatural videos I make for the themes and is like like, you know, not just like, hey, you're two frames off the beat or whatever, but like, hey, this scene, like, why, like, does this, is what did you have, what, what was your intention? Like, what is your, what is the symbolism to you on this particular scene? And a lot of times the answer is like, it looked cool and nobody was talking. So <laughs> nobody's mouth was moving and I have four and a half minutes to fill up and I've got three days to do it. So I just put the thing there because I found it. Um mm-hmm. But sometimes like there's a, an actual interesting question in it. Um like there's a scene early on in the video where like it shows the from the episode, I think it's like season ten where uh Sam and Crowley and Rowena are freeing Lucifer to help them with Amara. And you get a great like top down shot of the cage that's like has a square of fire over it, Mm -hmm. right? And it just looks fucking cool. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, this looks cool." And then I can combine that with shots of like Rowena doing magic and Sam looking uncomfortable and being like, "Oh yeah." So like, there's a narrative here. Like they were doing a bad thing together. Um, So like, I feel like a lot of that stuff just it's it's just fucking magic, man. Like sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I watched Mm -hmm. a video of Beyonce giving a I don't know what fucking Beyonce does. Like but like she was on a <laughs> stage, like talking about releasing that surprise album that she just dropped, right? Um, whose name I can't remember. Lemonade, I think. I don't remember what was the surprise Beyonce album? Do you remember was uh, it was Lemonade?
2: I think it's like it's let me look it up.
1: It doesn't matter. Uh but anyways, she was talking about it because like she had it scheduled to release. She hadn't she hadn't like told anybody, like it, she hadn't publicized anything. It was gonna be a surprise drop and she was flying and she was like riddled with anxiety the, the entire time that she was flying because she was going to come out while she was in, on the plane. So she was like which and like this is fucking Beyonce, right? Like she's already right. super famous. And like just hearing her say, "Oh yeah, I was I was a little worried that I would like land and like open iTunes to a, a whole bunch of really shitty reviews and everybody hating this." And I was like, "Girl, if you have anxiety, what hope is there for the rest of us?" Yeah, come on. <laughs> you're come you're beautiful, you're talented, Beyonce. and rich. Like I don't know <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> You're how am i supposed beyonce. to get by <laughs> yeah you're the thing that people say today when they talk about like a, how great a person is like you're the reference they even make yeah. that reference in this episode of supernatural we're covering like there's a beyonce they reference they can't in help it. themselves um, i it just it kills me dude like i just i mm-hmm. so a lot of times i think it's accidental and a lot of times i think it's uh you know it's it's definitely on purpose and i think that it when it all works together it's just absolutely magic and that's the, that's the fun yeah. of creation
2: yeah yeah Exactly. I remember one time I I uh, I'll I'll make this quick so we can get to Supernatural. Uh, Like ten years ago, I was writing a novel and I'll be fantasy, of course. I get to this one part and I had kind of been struggling and I'm like, okay, this is what's going to happen in this scene. And I wrote this really long like action sequence. Um, I wrote ten pages in like an hour. Like I flew through it in a way that I'd never ever did. I like my blood was pumping. I was getting so excited, so amped up. And when I look back the writing itself wasn't particularly like bad or anything like i I was i was really into it and i was really into reading a lot of like uh action-based fantasy novels at the time very light stuff just like it's just sword fights it's kind of meaningless sword fights um and i went through this whole scene i did all this stuff and then later on when i finally went back i was like this is fine but it's this massive segment of like this chapter is just a battle that doesn't need to really be there and you not everything out always has to have a purpose but sometimes you're just like i'm just doing cool shit for the sake of doing cool shit um but when it's when it's just too much of that then it starts to be a detriment
1: i don't know if you saw this going around but uh there's a <clears throat> relatively famous early writer that was on the simpsons uh named john swartzwelder uh and he's he, he's known for like some of the best episodes of the simpsons <clears throat> but he's also known for like not doing a lot of interviews or anything. Like he just doesn't talk to the mm. press. And um, he did this really like in-depth interview. And I want to, I want to read you something that, that he wrote because um it's, they asked him like, Hey, you know, what, 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 how do you, how do you do it? Like, right. Like what's your process? And he says, um I do have a trick that makes things easier for me since writing is very hard and rewriting is comparatively easy and rather fun. I always write my scripts all the way through as fast as I can the first day if possible putting in crap jokes and pattern dialogue like Homer I don't want you to do it then I won't do it then the next day when I get up the script's been written it's lousy but it's a script the hard part is done it's like a crappy little elf has snuck into my office and badly done all of my work for me and then left me a tip of his crappy hat all I have to do from that point on is fix it so I've taken a a very hard job writing and turned it into an easy one rewriting overnight Mm. I advise all writers to do their scripts and other writing this way and be sure to send me a small royalty check every time you do it <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm actually really glad you just read that to me that was my philosophy when i wrote my novel a couple years ago and now the problem was i did the entire thing without ever going back and, and editing and i changed the plot twice that's where i got fucked so yeah. <laughs> like, i never wouldn't and- fixed to the broken threads where it's building up to one thing and go "Eh, nope not doing that anymore i need to rewrite those three chapters um but it helped me get through shit so fast like who cares about the uh the back and forth right here i know what they they're gonna say let's get to the scene let me get this out rather than okay i'm doing that scene and i'll get to it in like four days because so i'm glad you said that i'm gonna do that chapter by chapter i'm just gonna fucking fly through it and get all the information out and then i'll go back and edit it one chapter at a time thanks jeremy
1: the other uh thanks writer
2: of the simpsons
1: (laughs) the other the other quote i want to i want to read is um this is the interviewer asking um i love the beginnings of your books you waste no time launching into the plot in the comedy from dead men scare me stupid the first line is well they found Amelia Earhart. That's the good news. Unfortunately, they found, they found her in the trunk of my car. <laughs> and the guy responds, nobody wants to read a book. You've got to catch their eye with something exciting in the first paragraph <laughs> while they're in the process of throwing the book away. If it's exciting enough, they'll stop and read it. Then you've got to put something even more exciting in the second paragraph to suck them in further and so on. It's exhausting for everybody, but it's got to be done. <laughs> oh, incredible. Incredible thank you john Schwartzwelder, for for that content um
2: that was good stuff
1: before we jump into the episode i need to i need to get some water real quick i guess i drank all the water somehow so i'll be right back